All signs indicate that local advertising is a healthy industry that's getting even healthier. In this podcast, we dive into the forecast for local advertising for 2024, explore why it may contain some good news for print, broadcast, and outdoor media, and we talk with an executive from one of the largest local ad agencies in the nation, Mud Advertising, who offers a frontline view of why advertisers have begun to behave differently about digital media. Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, bringing you unique insights from two of the industry's brightest analysts and forecasters, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's podcast is sponsored by Rate Optics, the only AI tool for broadcasters that uses data science to make better pricing decisions. And by Seppo, your go-to outsourcing business partner. So, without further ado, here are your hosts, Gordon and Corey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast. My name is Gordon Burrell. I am one of your co-hosts, and I am delighted to say Corey is back. Shady is back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. You miss me? Of course you did. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It feels so empty Being without, without you. me. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Welcome back. You had uh, a couple of guest hosts. In your place, mm-hmm. uh, one of them, our last one was uh, was really popular with Taryn to Taryn Alex of of our own camp about marketers basically starting to be more masterful and sort of changing their habits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did an okay job. Not quite as popular as I am, <laughs> but no, no, you guys did yeah, a great job. You know, uh, we had more downloads in the first five days for that podcast than we had in the last three that, where you were co-host. Okay, I don't think we need to get into details. I don't think that's important <laughs> right here. I, yeah. I don't think that's necessary. We've had a really, really good, uh, strong summer, and I want to get into a couple of different things. One of the things that you uh, we had was you teased in the, uh, in the intro, and that is this latest BBB. Burrell Business Barometer. Some positive news there, huh? Yeah. So the for everybody who doesn't know, we do this survey every three months, every quarter with our SMB panel. A few hundred uh, SMBs are on there. And we ask them the same questions about outlooks of economic, you know, how, how does the economic growth look for small businesses? Are they going to continue to market and stuff like that? Well, what we've seen is, of course, we're back in the new normal since pre-pandemic. It's going to sound weird, but we're seeing pessimism kind of subside. So we've always, since the pandemic, had a lot of people say, oh, it's going to get worse. Oh, it's going to get worse. Things are going to get bad. The percentage of people saying that is starting to decline now. And you're getting more people saying, hey, it's either good or eh, it's going to be about the same in the next six Yeah, so this was done in late August, last two weeks in August. And one of the things I saw in it, I'd be wrong about this, correct me if I am, but I think we had the lowest pessimism rating around 19% or something like that, since 2018. So it just goes way back to prior pandemic. So, you know, the uh, the reverse of that is, you know, higher optimism, but it's really pessimism we're looking at. It's just really low. Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And I want to make sure people understand that. It's not that the optimism went up like, oh my gosh, everything's coming up roses. It's that the pessimism went down. What really increased was that gray, the the people saying, you know what, it's going to be about the same as it was right now. So that's what's kind of growing, which tells me that there are more and more businesses out there saying, this is it. This is this is the economy. This is what we're looking at. And so that's good news. 
Yeah, and we have a big webinar coming up. Coming up, if you're listening to this podcast just upon its release, which would be the 18th of September, it would be the 21st of September, which is thir- the Thursday after the release of this podcast. If you haven't signed up, then you can go to the Burrell Associates website and sign up for the webinar. You are going to show some of the retail trends in that. And we're going to also talk about the forecast. But Corey, the retail trends look pretty strong, don't they? Yeah, they're getting the rhythm back that they had years ago where You know, they're up in Q1 and down in Q2 and up in Q3 or whatever it is. They're starting to settle in there, but they're all kind of a little bit higher than they were pre-pandemic. So the retail sales, you know, are pretty strong. Yep. And in our last podcast, we did talk about this potential change in strengthening of or, or less weakening maybe of traditional media, you know, which has seen a lot of declines over the past decade or two. And the forecast, the, the stuff that you're you're releasing now for 2024, I'd like to get into that. But before we do that, I wanted to talk with Rob Mudd from Mudd Advertising, one yeah. of the largest local advertising firms based in Chicago. They've got about 4,000 auto dealerships established 40 years ago. Uh, the guy who started it, Rob's father, was in the radio business. Um, so they got a lot of expertise. We did this great interview with him, and I'm just itching for everybody to hear it. We're going to listen to it right after this. Need to keep up with declining ad revenue, talent retention, or cumbersome task work? Looking for an overall better way to work? Meet Sebpo, your go-to business outsourcing partner for increasing bandwidth, saving money, and optimizing your business so you can stay ahead of the ever-changing media industry. Learn more about how Sebpo can help you scale, save, and succeed by visiting sebpo.com slash Burrell today. That's S-E-B-P-O dot com slash Burrell. If you're still using outdated ad tech or relying on gut feel to sell modern day media, it's time for a change. Rate Optics is the revolutionary pricing and sales analytics tool that will transform the way you price inventory and negotiate with clients. With cutting edge AI and data science at its core, Rate Optics serves as your centralized pricing hub and streamlines how rates are managed and accessed across linear, digital, political, and more. Join the dozens of broadcasters that use Rate Optics to make better pricing decisions faster. Contact us at revenueanalytics.com slash Burrell. That's revenueanalytics.com slash Burrell. I've got with me today Rob Mudd, and I'm really excited to have Rob on board because he is a fellow opinionated guy in the area of advertising. Rob, welcome to the show. Hi, Gordon. Thank you very much for having me. Rob, you're president of Mud Studio 5, which is a subsidiary of Mud Advertising. Tell us about that. Uh, Mud Studio 5 does all of our production work for Mud Advertising. Mud Advertising is my family's business. My dad started it 42 years ago in our basement. And 42 years later, we're still chugging along. Uh, we've grown a little bit since then. We work with probably over a uh, little over 4,000 auto dealerships across the country. And with the OEMs, we're manufacturer certified by General Motors and, and, and Chrysler. And so Mud Studio 5 does the production work for Mud Advertising. And then we do a lot of work for other ad agencies that don't have the luxury of having their own production facilities. So that's, that's what I do here with, at Mud Advertising. 
Great. Well, thanks. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is you were speaking with a colleague of mine about what your thoughts are with regard to traditional media. And what we have seen, a very slight but noticeable shift, I want to say shift back, but support of traditional media, maybe at worst, it's not declining as much, some of it, for instance. And, you know, I'm wondering if you're seeing that as well for your clients. We are. Because we're 42 years old, we grew up with traditional media, all of it, right? And so with that being our foundation and then the beginning of the digital experience 12, 13 years ago, we had to become familiar with with digital as well. And what we always believed is that, you know, traditional fed the digital, right? A traditional message is a message looking for a buyer. A digital message is a buyer looking for a message. And they're kind of opposite, so to speak. So we believe that traditional media finds people and we can drive them to a location on the web. What's um, a, in your of, opinion, what's what's the most effective form of traditional media? Well, depending on what your, your, who your audience is and what you're selling, in our case, automotive, local news, the early news, late news, morning news. Is that TV, print, TV, radio? Yeah, but- TV, radio, t- television, if you can do it. And uh, uh, radio, radio is a great reach and frequency medium. People say that they don't listen to it. I believe that if you count car dealers, car sales, and you can show the difference between when we are on TV and off TV, it answers itself. So, you know, a, a lot of the bang on traditional media is that there's no dashboard to see how many people engage with it. Let me play devil's advocate with you. I know a lot of people are going to say this. Well, yeah, you've been around 42 years and you're on the creative side or the the, the production side of the business. Sure, you're going to push TV and radio because that's where you guys make your money. How do you respond to that? Well, I respond to that is based off how we get paid, right? And how we enter into a relationship with the customer is first and foremost, we want to know what their successes have been up to that time and when we took over, right? And so our goal is to exceed whoever we replaced. And so it doesn't do us any good to just run spots to make money if it doesn't work. Because in the car world business, if it doesn't work, you get fired. So we, we quantify everything, everything. We measure everything down to the car deal, to the sale. And with digital, we can do it and we can do it with traditional. And we find that with digital, you can get too myopic. You can focus on something just so uh, so closely that you f- you don't see the forest for the trees. What we have encountered lately is that dealerships don't have enough reach. They're not moving. Their message isn't getting out there far enough. So we're a big proponent in traditional media that drives people to the digital marketplace, which is a dealership's website. Is that because you're saying dealerships don't get enough reach? Is that because perhaps digital tends to be far more targeted and TV, radio, et cetera, tends to be far more mass? Exactly. Right. So like I was mentioning earlier, you know, a traditional message, we believe, is a message looking for a buyer. Uh Uh-huh. Whereas digital is a buyer looking for a buy. Now you want both, right? I was on a call the other day with a car, with a dealer client of ours, and you know today the, the the funnel is very predominant in everybody's marketing language. What this fellow said is, hey, you know what? I like people at the top of the funnel. I don't want them at the bottom of the funnel because I don't make any money off people at the bottom of the funnel. I want people at the top of the funnel. And so he was looking for reach, right? Reach, because he had something to say that others didn't have to say, meaning he had inventory. 
And so he wanted that broad message out there, which I believe in, right? We know people are going to buy cars. We just don't know who they are. So from our experience, we want to try to make that message be available to everyone and let the everyone's make the decision on where they're going to buy their next car. So, yeah, we're big believers in traditional driving people to a digital location. Talk a little bit about digital. You guys obviously are using quite a bit of, of digital. So you're not saying, yeah. oh, it's only traditional and digital. Sucks. No, no, no. no, no, no. So, yeah. so what works in digital for you? What's Where's the best money spent in digital? Google My Business is a great one. Facebook is great for leads, lead generation. Facebook in um, what way? Can you give me an example? Is it a boosted post? Is it a, a display ad or what? It's a display ad, a simply display ad. We've had a lot of success with. The marketplace obviously is a place you want to be if you can get your inventory on there. Having a call to action message in Facebook is important. It drives leads. It drives leads. Are you doing a lot of OTT? Well, you know, we are. We're starting to do more uh, because we push it, right? Because we believe that OTT, and I'm sure you do too, content is content. How you get it is the channel, right? And so you can get your normal cable content from OTT. So we like them both, but we like to buy, if we're going to buy OTT, we're going to buy cable too. Uh, does OTT in your mind replace something? Is it kicking out of a TV budget or a cable budget or a radio budget or what? No, it's an audience budget is what I like to think of it is an audience budget. What, where, where's my audience and how they consume content, right? That's the name of the game. How do people consume content? And the purchasing of vehicle, people do it so with no frequency. The average person will buy a new car every six to seven years. So they don't have enough experience to do it. So we like to use that traditional message of uh, event, something big's happening, something's taking place, because they're, they're not accustomed to buying cars every day. The right. frequency in which they do it doesn't make them an expert. And so it still comes down to an emotional decision. So that's why we like traditional to, again, drive people to the digital environment and track that, it, that, that traffic all the way down to the showroom floor. Yeah, br briefly describe two campaigns for me. One success, one failure, ad campaigns. So tell me the successful one, why you think it succeeded briefly, and then the failure and why you think it failed. So believe it or not, we've had tremendous success over the past couple of months with direct mail. It's amazing how the results that we've been getting of the car sales. Now, we match back car deals. So the people that we mail to, we then match to see who bought cars and see if they match with the people who we sent mail to. And the responses have been great. We credit that to the lack of mail that's in people's mailboxes, right? And coming off the chip shortage, decrease in inventory, anybody right. that gets inventory has a great chance to feed the pent up market. So that has been very successful, very successful of late, the direct mail. And then what has been a, a bad campaign, um, a bad campaign is any day that you don't sell a car. And sometimes with digital media, as you know how you buy it, you'll have a budget and then you'll divide it by 30 days and you'll have a run rate, right, on digital every right. day for so long. That has been somewhat challenging to track uh, the correlation between impressions and clicks to car sales, right? Are you talking so, about mainly banner ads in digital? Banner ads, search, Google AdWords. The biggest challenge is connecting that digital buyer, unless they fill out a form, but a, a digital buyer 
to actual floor traffic in a car deal, right? Mm -hmm. So what we try to look at is trends and see, okay, when we're, when are we getting the most traffic to our site? And then we believe that the on the following days, we should see an increase in car sales, whether it's the next day or within that week, but certainly within the month, everything in the car business is monthly driven. So the toughest challenge that we have with, which everybody has is connecting that digital customer to a transaction. So tell, yeah. me, tell me about today. We've just got a couple of minutes left. I'm going to ask you uh, biggest waste of money in advertising today and then the biggest bargain. So let's start with the first one. Biggest waste. What is it? Banner ads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you why. I think you just covered it earlier. Biggest bargain. Local news, sponsorships of Friday Night Follies on your local affiliate network. I would buy the six and I'd buy the 10 o'clock and I'd certainly do it heavy on the Friday nights, but I would sponsor uh, the sports all, all season long. So you're talking uh, about TV, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. So how can TV be a big bargain when it's among the highest of uh, CPMs? If you understand how people measure traditional media based off surveys, right? The survey may show that it's a high CPM, but if you can show the conversion to a car sale, it's irrelevant, right? It's irrelevant what the cost is if you can show the causation of increased car sales. Not about the CPM. It's really about no, the effectiveness not, of it. Conversions, right? So last question for you. This is an interesting one. And you'd see it, I think, in the smaller clients that you would have at Mud Advertising. Maybe not so much in the car dealers, but a lot of them seem to have hired in marketing experts, certainly since the pandemic, but over the years, because they got a lot more marketing stuff internally to handle. And we yep. saw a 22-point a increase in basic marketing expertise. So five years ago, 72% of advertisers in our survey, thousands of them were classified by us as novices. And then this year, it's 50% are novices. So 22% moved into either the apprentice or the mastery level of marketing expertise. So bottom line, Rob, is that these people who are making direct decisions about buying advertising seem to have greater marketing expertise. Are you seeing that as well? And if so, how do you think it'll affect advertising? Yeah, just for the mere fact that they're five years smarter than they were when they started, right? Because they probably came in as a digital buyer, media buyer. And once you understand the digital game and you, you buy it and you track it, then you start to look for other things to, that are available, right? And especially if these people that you're talking to came in with a digital mindset, that they're probably expanding their mindset to see that there are other things that can evolve to working together harmony, right, with traditional and digital media together. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they're considering themselves moving into uh, a higher level of expertise just because they've been doing it for, you know, five years. And then all the data feedback that they're getting, right, all the data feedback and probably their ownership saying, okay, how do we know that this digital action on our website is actually turning into transactions, whatever, whatever they may be selling. And I contend that when that, there's got to be causation, right? And so if you're getting more traffic to your website, hopefully you should be selling more product. 
And if you're not, maybe it's the messaging that you have on your website. But certainly the people are learning, right? Because of the feedback mechanism that are instantaneous in digital media, they're probably learning that, hey, how can I take what I've learned? How can I make it better? How can I be more robust in my media mix? Um, How can I A-B test more scenarios and outcomes? So that's good to hear because I... Everything isn't digital. That's a different, it's a big world out there. It's a big advertising environment that we live in. And advertising has got to work together. It's got to be continuity with message and then targeting or knowing your audience and how best to reach those folks and what do they respond to best. And you, we've, we measure that on transactions, sales. Great, Rob. Thank you very much. It is so refreshing to hear a view about uh, traditional media and the importance of the mix instead of what we hear year after year after year. It's like, oh, newspapers are going away. Nobody's watching TV anymore. Nobody's listening to radio anymore. Well, not true. And the biggest support of it is, of course, advertising. And from a marketing master, which is you, it's great to hear that message that traditional media holds a great deal of maybe not exactly yet completely discovered uh, by a lot of these ad buyers. So, Rob, thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Gordon. Have a great day. Thank you to your listeners. An audience budget. I like that. What struck you about that? Well, just that's how you should think about things. It's not a a media budget or a TV budget or a digital budget. It's an audience budget. What do I need? And I love the focus on ROI. I, I just absolutely love it because that's what everybody wants. How do I succinctly and definitively attach and prove out my marketing ROI? I think that's really, really important. I think this guy's hitting at all cylinders. And I love what he's saying about, you know, we got to get reach back into the game, but he's quick to say, reaching the right audience, which I think is really, really important too. Yeah. And I was a little surprised and pleasantly so to hear him say, you know, like Friday night flights, you know, it's like yeah. high school football and you're going, what? You know, wait, 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 wait. you got to hit the big primetime shows. You got to hit, you know, the morning weather. This is no, no, <laughs> it's, you know, it, loads of people, particularly in rural markets, you know, tuning in to see how the high school football teams did that night. You know, it's a big deal in some of these, some of these rural markets. I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. And, you know, the, the way I didn't, I don't think he shat upon digital media, Corey, uh, <laughs> but, you know, the, the luster uh, is, the stink is off the rose, I guess. I well, it's, it's the pendulum swing, right? Because if you stand way back and look at what things have happened, we've had reach media, I mean, I'm talking decades ago. And then as digital came up, it came, it was great because you could target left-handed flannel wearing golfers. You know, you could get that, as he called it, myopic, which was great. And now I think the pendulum is swimming back because people are saying, whoa, you can target way, way too much. Hey, Corey, before we get too far along, let's talk about the forecast that we've mm-hmm. just released. We've got you've got local advertising going up yeah. about four percent, which is actually pretty healthy. Yeah. And some other things in there. I know Rob talked about direct mail and how he was, you know, really high on that. That's actually going up, too. So what are the highlights? Yeah, though that's that is a highlight. There are some traditional media that we're actually seeing going to go up in 2024 in direct mails. One of them. So it, was, it went right along with what he said. Uh, newspapers direct- are going up big honking comeback for newspapers <laughs> and radio. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. If you mean <laughs> that a comeback is less bad, if that's what you mean. <laughs> All right. Because- to find that. 
Uh, newspapers, we have about uh, down about negative four percent. Radios around negative two to oh 2 hell, that's not bad. 3%. Yeah, that's it's it's really pretty flat. We do have remember how he went off on banners that banners are a waste of time. Yeah, our run of site banners th- those are just the static, not targeted. We're that's a big drop. We see that going down about eleven percent. So yeah. that's big news. So it's not my point being it's not all digital always going up all the time. There are some that are actually falling. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, it, it looks overall like a like a pretty good year and that's a very subtle change to see traditional media coming back a little bit or maybe not declining as much the decline moderating because I can recall when newspapers were down by double digits for, you know, a couple of years, 12, 13, 14, I think up to 18% you right. know, one year. Right. Now, we're not talking during the pandemic. You know, it was really down for everybody. But, you know, this is good news. Sort of. I mean, it's bottoming out. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's oh, I was going to say the shortest little person. But if you you know what I mean, <laughs> you're so stickeracious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so what now? So stricoracious. It's a perfectly good word. It's the best possible word to describe what you just said. In fact, we should probably do a word of the day for every podcast. Well, I can't do a word of the day or podcast or every week. All right. So word of the pod. How about that? That's stickeracious. No, no. Streckeracious. Streckeracious. <laughs> yes. You know what it means? You must have looked it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. And it's the perfect word to describe this whole idea. <laughs> so it's set. Every podcast from now on, we have a word of the pod. Today's is streckeracious. And are, are we going to tell people what it means? No, no. But we'll spell it. Let them figure it out. All so right. it's S-T-R-E-C-O-R-A-C-E-O-U-S. I learned it when I was a young intern at the Virginia Pilot newspaper and old salty uh, editor called me streckeracious and laughed all the way as I walked over to the dictionary. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. Okay, so I get to choose the next word of the pod. Deal. And I can guarantee you this, it'll perfectly describe the next lame brain idea you come up with. Okay. So send your suggestions if you have any for the pod of the day or guest suggestions as well to podcast at com. Thanks everybody for joining us. And Corey, welcome back. It's good to have you back, buddy. Thank you, sir. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Sebpo and by Rate Optics. If you like our podcast, please patronize our sponsors. If you have submissions or ideas for future shows, or if you'd like to be a guest, email the hosts at podcast at Associates.com. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, give us a thumbs up or a like on your favorite podcast platform or on LinkedIn. 